This is JFM Podcast. Critical issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Sonomolad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful day, beautiful uh, Tuesday, 8th of August, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening and how's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. It's been going well. Very well indeed. Um, I was just about asking a friend in the office if August in Plateau State is just, you know, um, what we're experiencing, all the situation is all around, um, everywhere in the country, to say. Um, yeah, well, I think uh, part of uh, the um, north central state, that is, because today I had a chat with a friend from Abuja, uh, by chance, you know, okay. I was just, you know, uh, being by myself, and he just suddenly appeared from nowhere, and we started talking about the weather, and he said, you know, same thing, you know, in Abuja. Across. Yeah, okay. it's a bit cloudy, so... Well, we give thanks. Yeah, yeah. we give thanks. Uh, really interesting, but people just have to take care, you know, keep up appropriately because the weather can be, um, should I say, unwholesome for some people or unfriendly for some people as it were. So just stay protected. Take care. Uh-huh. Basically, that's the bottom <laughs> line. Well, I would like to wish my friend and my brother happy birthday. I don't know whether today's his birthday or yesterday. That is Joe Manja. Uh, also known as the preacher's son. Happy birthday to you, my brother. Job Manja, I pray that God will bless you. I mean, he's one of the uh, fantastic... I caught on to his music late, Gilbert. Oh. I caught on to his music late, really. The preacher man, when was was that his first song, piece of song? Because uh, that's the first I, think I came pre- across. Yeah, well, I don't know. Okay. Like I said, I got, uh, there's a song, you know, he has a gospel song, you know, Yes, We Are So Mo Kimu, you know, I, I, I kind of love that song yeah. because. I think I first heard his music in 2013. Was it 2013 yeah. or 2014, thereabouts? Uh, well, that's my experience anyway. The, the unfortunate, well, the interesting thing is that I've known Job Banja for a very long time. For quite some time, you know, very long time. But, you know, I caught up with this music, you know, just recently, I would mm. say. Well, happy birthday to you, Job Manja. Blessed well, one. blessed one. Yeah, uh, I don't know what stories you are following, Gilbert, but maybe the uh, issue of the Niger, you know, mm. the whole impasse. You can't avoid it. You yeah. Know? 
it's, it's, it's for me it's interesting it's, it's, because it's I mean this is and, and and let me let me bring this let me bring this analysis you know the, do you think the PDP and APC which party do you think um, gave Nigeria a good foreign policy when it comes to you know foreign policy and making sure that there's uh, peace and there's calm you know in the West African subregion between the APC and the PDP. Which one do you think you know uh, did a good job? No doubt, no doubt. You have to point at the PDP, you know, because of um, the finance they provided in leadership terms. Yeah. And you had people who understood basically what in detail, you know, having to correlate with individuals from across the borders. In African sense, let's be even precise. You know, um, they were able to respond because a prof taught me in school that, you know, in international diplomacy, you try to respond accordingly. Mm -hmm. And the key word is accordingly. And the PDP was able to respond on numerous occasions accordingly. Give, for example, some of the events that led Nigeria into joining the rest of Africa to fight or to quell certain uprisings across the region. Mm -hmm. They outlined their reasons. Perhaps people would still argue, you know, that they were so uncalled for, but still you saw some semblance of senses there. And at the time they did, Nigeria was, was resource-wise so competent and ready to take some of those decisions. Mm. If you look at the reasons why they call us the giants of Africa, it's because, you know, people are credit, have credited us for allowing them to survive, in certain points, in certain situations, let's not even mention countries because they are there in public domain. But yeah. this thing, um, that testimony for me stands out. And the template that the APC has attempted to adopt and goofed oftentimes was provided for by the People's Democratic Party. Is it Obasanjo? Is it, if you want to say Yaradua, perhaps yeah, because luck, it was short-lived, good luck, Jonathan. You know, So those templates are there. And rather than adopt um, with some sense, some reason, the APC has just really, you know, hit below the belt, and that's quite unfortunate. It's not about even being, the APC guys themselves have to agree that they have taken some decisions wrongly. And I like that you came up with this question. You know, really interesting yeah, thought there. Yeah, because you know, I've been uh, thinking with the advent of the APC. I mean, APC is a very strong, is uh, gaining strong. Uh, momentum right now and is you know solidifying uh, and I would say consolidating on the against uh, except for if anything you know abruptly happens you know men maybe one politicians uh, gang up again and you know uh, form another political party but the bottom line is that the when the APC was wrestling you know to grab power they said that the 16 years of PDP was, you know, a colossal loss, you know, for example. But as to foreign policy and how they're managing a domestic affairs, I think that they still have a long way to go. And they still have, you know, a lot of learning. Because as it appears right now, we have two major political parties in Nigeria. Sure. That is the PDP and the Amazing. APC. And if you look at, you know, uh, what these parties have done, I mean, it was during the APC that hundred more than 100 million million Nigerians fell into multidimensional poverty, you know, for example. The PDP created the middle class. What I'm saying is that let politicians, you know, be more patriotic 
be more patriotic. It's not, it's not about, you know, uh, demonizing another political party, but looking at what that party has done and how to consolidate because Nigerians right now are suffering. I could imagine if the Senate, for instance, had said, okay, Tinubu's request for uh, staging a war against Nigeria Republic, how will that adversely affect, you know, the economy? We already have an overbloated defense budget, and we're having, you know, uh, over 30 million kids out of school. You know, for example, that's uh, the data being, mm-hmm. or is it 13 million? I forgot. About 13 million. 13, 13 million, million, yeah. 13 million kids, you know, out, uh, out of school, especially in the Northwest. The Northwest is the uh, region Hop. of the country mm-hmm. that borders Niger Republic. So um, basically, you know, the argument, you know, is that the APC really need to think very critical and look at the gains of the PDP and consolidate. I was so happy to read in the news this afternoon that uh, Tinibu has met with uh, Okonjo Ngozi uh, uh, Owela, you know, the DJ of uh, the World Trade Organization. Uh, and the same woman during time of Gulag Jonathan proposed that subsidies should be taken off in 2012. And the transverse left the breath of this country to say, we don't need this thing. It's hurting our economy. But at the time, you know, uh, the people gang up to say, no, 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 no. Uh, they will just steal the money. Look at where we are. Yeah, 12 years after. Mm-hmm. We're still, you know, uh, rolling around the same place. So, uh, and if you look at, you know, the, some of the interventions of uh, Muhammadu Buhari, uh, especially foreign policy, how has it fared? You know, he has been to, it was during his time that Morocco, you know, was even thinking of being added into the ECOWAS, sure. you know, block. Just because of, you know, the gas interests uh, that we have and some, you know, uh, pecuniary interests, you know, I would say. So, uh, and, and Jonathan, you know, brought peace, calm in the Ivory Coast when Alison Watara and uh, Lauren Babo, it was a very peaceful move. So uh, this, you know, situation, it will tell the world whether Nigeria is a powerful bloc in West Africa and whether Nigeria is indeed even the giant of Africa uh, as it is. But uh, the APC should learn how to consolidate, not, you know, uh, try to take us back again. You know, don't don't take us back because uh, for me, I feel very, very bad that, you know, this thing, this whole subsidy issue would have been done, done away with. Maybe right now would have been thinking about uh, putting, investing more money in basic education, investing more money in secondary education, investing more money on uh, higher education. But look at where we are. You, you, you have made some fantastic analogy. You know, case by case, issue by issue, you have addressed them headlong, Ponsac. But one thing I picked was to the effect that um, you spoke about out-of-school children and then tried to um, correlate it with the border towns or yeah. border states Not to Niger- state, Nigeria. Yeah. And then you look at the stiff opposition that President Bola Tinubu has received from those governors and even from some prominent personalities in those regions or in that region um, to the effect that he's interested in going to war. Now, these are guys that uh, by blood, even our former president has said it, they're related with people from Niger Niger Republic. Why did this man... And good, most of the governors he held that meeting with are of the APC's talk. So why in the first place did you not consult internally before accepting to cheer ECOWAS 
into going, you know, to a war with Niger Republic or invading Niger Republic for some of those things. And I think the setback, by the way, the junta in Niger Republic has said they are not ready to entertain any ECOWAS delegation because they are suspect they are a security threat. So you see, already those prior moves taken by President Tinubu are proving to be serious setbacks in whatever means that, you know, everybody wants this issue resolved. And it's quite unfortunate that um, internally you have not put your house in order and then you're going on to present a strong war chest oh, yeah. in that sense. Quite sad and it's quite challenging. And who's going to pay? Mean, will Western societies pay for the war? They wouldn't care. Yeah. They wouldn't care. So History has should, taught us, yeah. and if anything, that we, we, we pay for some of these things or even for more of these things when eventually we present ourselves as leading guys in the war front. And, and here's a thought, Gilbert. If what is going on in, by the way, France has canceled all flights into Francophone Africa uh, because of major Francophone African countries right now. They are colonies. Uh, yeah, junta, you know, is a military junta that is happening uh, there. The question that I have is that if the whole issue in Nigeria you know, becomes peaceful and then there's a peaceful military uh, transition from mil- uh, military to democratic governance and then, you know, they break the shackles of, you know, their colonial masters. Do you think that this whole issue of one currency in West Africa, you know, you will come to... Because we have one passport. Yes. If you have the passport of, you know, Nigeria, you can travel to Nigeria Republic, you can travel to uh, the Cameroons, you can travel to, you know, all the ECOWAS states. The question is that... If, you know, the soldiers in Francophone Africa uh, are being peaceful and I would say Kwache Yenchinsu, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, you know, will there be more prosperity in, in West Africa? Because look at the mineral deposit that we have, for example, but we don't have one currency. Uh, we don't, we can't move. Traveling is very difficult because unlike in Europe, if you carry the euros, you can spend it, you know, the local currency of that country. Mm -hmm. But in Ecuador, you know, for whatever reason, that, you know, that isn't happening. True. Um, If anything, right, Ponsak, the Russia and Ukraine debacle has also taught the world one thing. That was when the BRICS nation strengthened their ties, strengthened their, you know, resolve to come up with a one single currency of which South Africa was a part of that, you know, development. These whole issues might not bring about immediate prosperity, but it will send serious message. To the French, thank you so much. Thank you. And especially to our colonies, African colonies entirely, that look, these individuals, perhaps they might not be there. There is a reawakening among them that, look, we understand some of the underhand and sharp practices you are exhibiting around their territories. And perhaps they might sit up and... If eventually a country like Niger or even Burkina Faso, you know, returns to civilian rule, the democratic class or the Democrats or the in politicians, quote, thank yeah. you, the politicians got would learn. Thank you. Thank you. So that's the lesson that perhaps Africa would end up benefiting from. But um, it's nothing to even share about that juntas are taking place in Africa. Very but true. unfortunately, it's where... It this is where we is. are. Yeah. yeah, it is where we are. Let's play the insert by from Festus Kiamo, rowdy session in the Senate. The senators brought him to his knees. I mean, he was on his high horse uh, some years ago, but they told him that no. Uh, and that's the power of many. That's the power of a few. Uh, if you think that because you will power, you can do tell people any uh, thing that you like, they're going to bring you to your knees someday. When we come back, we have Nde Moses Kobroda is going to help us to understand some issues here. Stay with us.
festive relationship we were visiting ourselves at home. We had a relationship outside the office. It was as good as that. I had done that to him personally and to the committee before, and I do that to the entire Senate at this time. Maybe it was as a result of the lack of knowledge of the fact that this matter had long been resolved between us and the members of that committee. Subsequently, there were so many hearings, budget defense and all that we attended under very convivial atmosphere. So I, the apologies without reservation at all. I, I apologize. The only two things I just need to say before I go, because we are before the world, uh, one or two things. One is that regarding that program, because when Nigerians hear a figure, their ears go up. Hey, one big figure has been mentioned, no. Regarding that program, every single payment, and I insisted to the past president that it must come from the central bank directly to the accounts of the people who were nominated to receive those funds. And so we as ministers, both ministers in the ministry and the head of the agency at that time that we supervised, never saw one cobble. It was straight, all we needed to do was to generate the list and pass to the CBN. And the CBN paid directly from the CBN account to those individual accounts. Till today, as I see, we did not see nothing even came to the to account of that agency. And today, I make a promise that the entire register of everybody that received that amount per local government, their accounts, their account numbers, and BVN. We insisted on BVN. Every detail is available at the National Director of Employment. Anybody can go there and ask for a copy. We have it in the flash. And confirm every single one with a BVN number. They are all there for, for complete transparency. Till today, we did not see one cover of that. I needed to make that clarification. And like I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that misunderstanding. Glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria Sunset on J101.9. My name is Ponsat Fanana. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. That was Festus Kiamo. You heard uh, what happened day Moses Cobra with us. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. It's my pleasure. Good evening, listeners. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well let's head straight to business. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's three months or about three months into the new administration. And of course, lots of or some water has passed down the drain. Um, I'd like to get your feel on some of the de developments, especially in Plateau State, before we head to the national level. How has the trajectory been, the compass so far of the new government in Plateau State? You know, have they been able to address some of the pressing concerns um, that meet the people to take sides with them at the ballot? And, um, you know, some of the sundry appointments I've made so far. Um, how have you been impressed? How impressed have you been? Well, good evening, listeners. I have tried not to be a wheelbarrow analysis to issues on ground. I've avoided being schizophrenic. I have tried to be realist because we're equal stakeholders in this state and Plato belongs to all of us. We have a collective responsibility of building Plato State, not minding who is the captain of the ship. 
And we say it as it is because if today Plato State made a, make a remarkable um, advancement, it's a benefit of all of us. I want to say this. BCM or Barisa Kaleb Musa, by divine providence, has the opportunity to lead us in this state. And as God will make it, he's from the center zone like myself. And governments are ordained by God. He decides who he will exalt and humbles. And at this material time, God decides that BCM will be our governor. And we expect a paradigm shift from what was hitherto obtained. The ordinary plateau man believes in schizophrenic relationship. What do you mean by that? Okay. He believes in something superficial and cosmetic. And he believes in press singing. And he opens his ears to fortune hunters. So we expect that this time around, the person in place that God has enthroned would have been more assertive than listening to the voice or voices of the mixed multitude. I am saying this so that heavens and history will bear me prosperity. Posterity. Today you are the governor. Yesterday it was somebody and today you are the governor. What has changed? That should be the answer or rather the question of plenty people. We are yet to reach the point where we sacrifice mediocrity, personal interests for the interests of the state. We have repeatedly made this mistake that the Shirai owner dictates the dance of the masquerade. Let's look at the issue of security in the state. So far, um, we saw certain journeys, you know, the governor undertook in order to bring um, some solution or to arrest the situation as it was burning before he came on board fully as governor. And the aftermath of that was the kickstarting of Operation um, Hakurin Damisa, which we saw to quell the situation, especially in Mangu and parts of Barking Ladi and Bokos, local government. How impressed? How did you assess that? Well, before I answer these questions, I want to commiserate with my brothers and sisters in Mangu local government. I am from the center zone. And I'm deeply worried anytime I opened and link up with the internet and see what is happening there. I'm quite worried in the sense that they are our brothers. As I speak to you now, I have four family 
for families that are taking refuge uh, refuge in my home in Pansin local government. When I look at the precarious conditions they are in and compare it to from where they are coming from, I, bec I became or I become deeply worried. This state plateau is ours. Today is a mango month. Tomorrow it may be a tarok month or even a bureaucrat, were bequeathed a culture of unity where an injury to one is an injury to all. But today, a chasm has been created where we look at ourselves based on regional, religious, and party affiliations. And we created a crack among ourselves. And the evaders who have a common purpose and goal have penetrated the ranks, have penetrated the fabrics of the system. And they're taking on due advantage of the fact that we are so polarized. And they are launching their have open attacks under a covered agenda. And instead of us to have a rally point, to have a solemn assembly and call all the ethnic nationalities, what is Peter doing? Let's sit down and look at this critically. The thing started among the bureaus. They said they stole their cows. Gladiary is migrated to the Bokosman. From the Bokosman, it went back to Basaman. It went back to Narakutaman. It went back to the, the, the Jaraman in Just East. And today, we're having a shot of that nonsense. A mango today. Who told you that by the time they finish the mango man, it will not migrate to Pangshin and Kanki? So where do you think the solution The lies solution right lies on the fact that we need a leader. Lara was a leader. I remember my father was in the state assembly. When the state was under a siege, there was a conspiracy and the people in Nasara State presently ganged up and aligned with the federal government because they needed plateau at all costs. The entire plateau people stood their grounds. My father was a member of the state assembly. <coughs> 79 to 83, 83 to when Buhari took over. He was re-elected the second time. And Lara was a learning point. Lara was selfless. He wasn't a man that was after a tribe, region or religion. He was a man that was in firm control of his constituency. He was a man of vision. Nobody knew that. If I tell you 
that my father fought hard for Larno to be impeached despite the influence of the federal government. You wouldn't know even Lar was, if Lar was not my father's elder brother. They stood their grounds. We have a political culture. I will learn first. Any other thing is secondary. I may have my difference with Ponsa because it's a tarokmat. But that doesn't preclude the fact that he's my brother. If we go outside, this primary constituency called Plato, we are brothers. Even if we didn't plateau, we are brothers. That's just gospel truth. But today, we have so been polarized around religional, religious, senatorial divide. Why? Where lies the bequeathing legacy and culture of our people? Where uh, lies it? Before Ponsal, you know, comes in. Um, please let him go ahead think, and come in, please. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He will definitely. Do you think defense solution on the table is going to yield the desired result? Or the unity you're advocating for right now has a paramount place? Because from what I'm looking at, we need an immediate solution. And that's why I'm wanting to get your feel to that effect. Well, the immediate solution is not even the military solution. Accept it or leave it. I don't mind what when it comes to stating the obvious. The truth of the matter is there is a cycle of conspiracy against the plateau man. And it is one, when the wall is cracked that the reptiles will penetrate. The earlier the better we understand this. The better for us to tame not only team, they contain the, the onslaught against the platoon. What is military solution? Just three kilometers to Mangu, the main town in Mangu, there was an attack. Where does security mean? Somebody is making an economical gain in this crisis. That is why the crisis have defied all solutions. It has defied all solutions. Because somebody doesn't want to go back to the barrack. I am telling you before God and man, if Plateau natives come together, and if federal government will avail itself to the plea that the security men should be withdrawn. The, the, military there will be no came, the military men came to town because of a necessity. So what have, what, what have we obtained? What have we obtained? Nothing. The killings have not stopped. The marauders, the nihilists, have not stopped their campaigns. So what are you saying? You are only within the town, mounting roadblocks and checkpoints, collecting 10, 20 nera. Well, there are to, outstanding personnel among them, too. Uh, uh, yeah. Of course, you should expect now. But it, the few of them, they're not up to 10%, are there, but can they influence anything? They receive orders. And the heart of a man is deceitful and desperately wicked. 
I am saying this with pain in my heart. The Manguma is my brother. I have nothing against him. The Ngasman is his elder brother. But then, <laughs> what affects the head equally affects the neck. So, what are you saying? Should I just fold my arms? I have my, so many of my relations that are married there. I am their uncles. All right. So, would I just fold my arms? And I want to allow them. Some, most of them have gone back home with my sister and my with her, with their children. They've gone back home because they are looking for a refuge. I have no business with all this issue of your APC, PDP, or your Abga or Labour Party. What we want is God has given you the opportunity to steer the leadership in this state. What have you to offer? Yeah, and well, austerity will judge you. If you look look at us, if you come a higher lean to the ship. Let's talk about uh, the issue of uh, insecurity, but from this angle. I mean, just barely two months in office, when Governor Mudfang came on board, he had several meetings with security chiefs, and the... Um, benefit of that meeting was the IGP acting IGP of police came visiting himself and then the chief of uh, army staff came I mean when the chief of army staff came he went straight to Mangu, charged uh, the troops and lots of Plato people are saying that this is unprecedented in the history of Plato, we've had a governor in the last 8 years uh, who in the last uh, it, it, for one and a half a reminder of his uh, before his tenure expired I mean, there was no security council meeting. But when Governor Mutfan came, had a security council meeting, uh, set the ball rolling. Are you not impressed, you know, by this move? And, of course, the uh, new operation, Operation Hakurin Damisa, make it in two special operations in Plato. We have the Operation Safe Heaven, and right now we have the Operation Hakurin Damisa. Well, permit, to, permit me to say this. As against, you know, the old order of yes. uh, not... Permit me yeah. to say this. Yeah. Um, of a truth. I am not... I am not... Let me use that word. I am not a supporter of bad governance. And what is right is right if even nobody identifies with it. <laughs> and what is wrong is wrong. It's obviously wrong. Even if the mixed multitude decide and say this is right. I never gave this governor the the chance of what he did. But at least to a reasonable extent he had cried loud and said, my people are being killed. Can you help me despite the fact that I have no command? And not only command, but I have no authority over the security personnel in place. Mm. And he went around. If your house is on fire as a leader, and then you fold your arms and begin to snore inside the house. Will the house bond you or not? It will, definitely. That is it. 
To a reasonable extent, the man has done. What is expected of him as a leader? Which is quite commendable. Now, if your people are killed, who are you going to govern? No one, obviously. Certainly no one. But if you decide out of your political conf- uh, expediency that you are shying away from confronting the powers that be and tell them the gospel truth, this is what is happening in Plateau State. Mm-hmm. And this is either the recipe or the way forward. Is something fundamentally wrong with you. You want to be, convi- be, be politically correct for your people to be sacrificed under the altar of political convenience. This is absolutely wrong. I still refer back to Lar. Yeah. Lar of blessed memory. Why are we celebrating him today? We're celebrating that because I was informed too when I was elected the governor against all odds, against all oppositions. Lar was not looking at himself as a Tarok man. He was looking at himself as the governor of Plateau State. And then it was Plateau Nasarawa. It was Plateau Nasarawa State. His chief advisors were let and the Gigi Golu, who is not even a Tarokman, it's an Gasman. And let Dibizan of blessed memory, who was a Biroman. When there's a problem, they said you rally down all the political juggernauts within the different ethnic nationalities. Mm. Drop your comments, drop your suggestions, and let's move this, this state forward. I am here today, tomorrow I'm not. And he became a celebrated personality because of this participatory management style or management leadership style. So are you impressed with uh, how Governor Murfang has started, you know, the government? Well, he started, but from all indications, based on... The appointments he has reeled. Some sections I feel dissatisfied. What are those sections? And this uncontented. Yeah, what are those yes, sections? I will tell you this because yeah. I am gasman. And I'm gasman, we have a culture of saying it as it is, not minding whose ox is caught. I thought it was the gang man, not the gang man. the gang man, he has some peculiar problem to contend with. <laughs> Please go ahead. <laughs> you see, contesting with Mufang is not a taboo. And it is not because we hate him as gas people. It wasn't all gas people that voted for APC. And it wasn't all gas people that voted for PDP. Everybody has his political affiliations or leanings. There were people that you can hardly convince them mm-hmm. to leave their PDP. And where they went. But today, the same people 
have been stigmatized, not only stigmatized, but have become leprous because of the stories being carried around by the few or rather the minute individuals who want to be politically relevant. The truth of the matter is this. Politics, the house man said, Rigani. Kuma Rigaraini, Kuasarigashi. So you can't force me, Ponsa, to go to Nentawe or Daku or Luca Pampe. Or look, my brother Luca Pampe. Because I'm sure if he had become the governor, if he were elected, the least I would have gotten is secretary to the state government. Of <laughs> but then, it's a matter of choice. If you enter a restaurant, someone will eat that jazz, someone will eat beans, someone will eat rice, and that can be imposa. So, if because you refuse to eat beans and somebody ate rice, would you hate him because of that? You can't hate him because of that. After all, this state belongs to all of us. It is our collective and a common wealth. Why would you now look at me with disdain and despise just because of variant political positions? This is absolutely, my friend Gilbert, this is absolutely wrong. Let's right. talk about the president. No, no let's okay. even open the phone lines. Okay. Because, okay. Anyway, if before you open the phone lines, yeah, yeah. can I passionately yeah. and unrepentantly appeal okay. to the present government? State or national? A state. Okay. Is God who entrones and ex and detrones. If God who humbles and exalts. That's why in the book of Jeremiah it says, Before you were born, I knew you. I ordained you and I consecrated you. All these things all played out. And it was all titillated to us. The purpose of God for the state. Mm. Ponsa, I have repeatedly said on this platform I'm a widower. And it is not an advertisement because I want a woman. But I have my dependents. I'm talking on behalf of the widowers and widows and orphans. For close to eight years, there was no dime paid to widows and widowers, let alone taking care of you mean office. gratuity 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 okay. uh, debt gratuity debt benefits exactly so when you are going to borrow money to pay civil servants what about the widows and widowers or the orphans or the orphans and you who is the governor as a pontificated church boy should have known that the bible says do not allow the son to go down without you paying your laborer because the laborer is worthy of his wages. And even in Islam, he says, do not allow the sweat of the laborer to dry without you paying him. Even though you may say that the time is short, what is your program for all these people? All right. I have my children. They are on my neck. How much is the salary? So, what you forgot, you wave. Prumat, secretary or chairman of class form, Christian Lawyers Fellowship of Nigeria, you must have read the Bible well. For Christ's sake, Ponsan, let's go down and, and you see, every leadership, 
will stand before the inescapable God in judgment. And during the widow's day, the widow's day, the teaching was so intense that they became even afraid to even touch the widow or the widower. Because that is the apple of God. God said specifically in the Bible, I will kill anybody that kill that touches the widow and the widower. Can't we be afraid for Christ's sake? Well, I'm talking on behalf of the less privileged. Yeah. Before they pay civil servants, let them pay the widows that benefits here. 081-218-7777 or you call 90 Before you call, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely. On Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter, we are JFM Just. Drop your comments there. I mean, interesting conversation yeah. with Indy Moses Cobrera. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. A very good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Please get comrade, that one to Solomon. I'm calling from Angkor Kuba, the voice of Angkor Kuba. Thank you. Please go ahead, make your comment, sir. I want to comment, uh, senior comrade, uh, Mr. Kobroda. I talked with him not an hour ago. It's not up to an hour, I talked with Kobroda. Well, thank you very much. You speak, uh, you spoke very, very well, sir. But, uh, Ponsak, you play some, uh, 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 boys from, the first of Camo. Yeah. I will first of all start from there. You know, first of Camo, as far as I'm concerned, President Bolotinibu says he wants to work with technocrats. But I don't look at Pastor Scamo as one of the technocrats, as far as I'm concerned. I vividly followed his campaign when he was the spokesperson of Bola Tinubu. And I read it that Tinubu uh, appointed his ministers based on his just like compensation, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, there are some ministers, uh, so, so, some of the uh, nominees, that I disagree with them. I didn't possess their quality. Pastor Scamo, I know the grievances, the problem they had with Dino Malai. Yeah, he coming as far as I'm concerned, he's not a unifier. Well, he doesn't deserve the ministerial leave. In fact, if he is confirmed by the National Assembly, for me as a to me as, a, as an individual, I disagree with them. And when we talk about people like uh Erufai, the former governor of uh, of Canada State, who I rate him as someone who doesn't even love the country. I don't actually know. But tell me say he wants to work with Tenocrats. Erufai is never a Tenocrats. He is in front of, he's in, uh, in front of disintegrating the country. Everybody. He said some time ago that he gave a uh, bandit money to, uh, to stop killing. Uh, stop killing. Where did you see bandit if he's not a member? So I disagree with that nominee. And again, with the governor on the former governor of Plateau State, who abandoned Plateau State. So what is, where is the project uh, he has commissioned? Let, let, let us see the project he has called. project. No one. So it doesn't deserve. Which ministry will get give this set of people for that? Thank you. Which ministry? So I want to affirm this, but let me drop my phone by saying this. But it's a kind of Manasseh Mufang has given, in fact, he abides by his blueprint of his campaign. I stand with Barisa Kaleb Mufang, Manasseh Mufang, 100%. Youth have been carried along. Women are carrying along. What do we want again? May God bless the governor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, comment. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Thanks for calling. We're listening to you. Okay. It's not working. Let's try this. Hope it works. Hello. Yeah. Could you turn down the volume of your radio, please? 
Okay, please uh, turn down the volume of your radio. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Hello, good evening. Thank you very much. Well, it's, it's, My name is Sadiq Kumar. I'm calling from Chicha and Junction. It's good to see you, Sadiq, on Friday. I mean, I can attach the voice to uh, to the face. It's good to see you. Yes, thank you. It was good yes, to nice you. to see you too. Yeah, thank you very much. Please yeah, your guests have spoken very, very well, and you have raised a lot of issues when it comes to security in the past administration. You see, in the past administration, there's no doubt that we have experienced uh, peace. But uh, this piece is decided by the people because if you say that it's the government that implemented the piece, we don't know the instrument that the government has used. So that's why in this, uh, 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 this present administration, the issue of peace that is uh, raising up is political in nature, which is giving the new governor, that's Baritakale Putfam, for him to be very, very, uh, let's say, uh, strong in terms of making sure that he have adequate uh, uh, equipment that he will settle the issue of peace. And I will also call on him, like, the invite the opposition, because you just have raised, like, uh, um, uh, Luca Pampe. Luca Pampe is a very, very strong man in Plattusia. We are expecting Baritakala Bufan to bring him into his own executive committee, because so that he can display his own uh, uh, ideology to bring the development of Plattusia. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the comment. After this, Gilbert will take us through uh, Facebook. Hello, good evening. Thanks Hello. for calling. Yeah. Good evening, Pontar Gilbert, and your guest in the studio. Yeah, we're listening. Thanks for calling. Yes, yes, this is Comrade Mahamboulos Matthew. We're listening. Thanks for calling, uh, Comrade. I think you are just very, very well. Earlier, we understand the people we plan. Now, on the plateau, it's better for all of us. Because you no know, plateau state, as a state, you no, know, I can remember somebody, you no, know, you know, somewhere, you know, uh, when this you no know, administration, last administration came on board, somebody from Bauchi said that you know, the plateau state should be disintegrated. That some part of you know, plateau state should be disintegrated. Some part go to Kaduna and some part go to Bauchi. Can imagine, plateau that was, was in existence even before the Sarawa, but somebody because of no, no, they don't want to see the plateau man, no, no, this rule as a governor. So it's now suggested that the plateau state now should be a foolish there should, there should be nothing like plateau state. You can imagine the interest group no outside plateau state. So we should be very careful. The area we understand the enemies of plateau state you now they're better for all of us, whether you are Sarawa, whether you are there. No, as long as no, no, brother said no, as far as one problem is concerned, you are part of the work, uh, the, the project. Forget <laughs> about the brother and the the brother and the they use for no, the long, no, to do, to make a kind of part, you know, to make into brother said, but because both, you know, that understand us, that brother people, we are hospitable, hospitable people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we should understand that it is part of for all of us, regardless of what, wherever you come from. Thank you, thank you, Gilbert. On Facebook, Dimas Balasias, what captured my attention during the screening process of um, Dr. Bosun Tijani 
as one of the nominees was the fact that um, we should always be careful with what we post on social media because posterity will always judge us. Albert Dagza says the ministerial screening by the Senate wasn't worth the time and resources of Nigerians. This is because it was seamless for the nominees without any technical drill to ascertain their competence in line with the national assignment that they are about to take. Chester Phillips says, so Kiamu can come down low and apologize like that, someone who sees himself so powerful than the president. Wonders shall never end. Awal Rabiu Batiaya says, it's obvious that His Excellency Caleb Mutfan came to serve the good people of Plateau with his swift transition. For him to reposition Plateau State, it has to do with money. So I urge him to create and provide a system that will increase the source of income in Plateau and provide a concrete solution to the prolonged security issues in the state. Rati Sule says, well, on the security report, I feel past antecedents is fighting them. And as for Plateau, education, security, and agriculture and welfare of the general people is key. Martins Cassidy says, the ministerial screening was not up to standard. The questions asked were not satisfactory. Most of the nominees are not competent to become ministers, but they were cleared. We keep hope for the best days. Smart AK says, to me, the key areas that the present administration must give its maximum attention in its quest to reposition in Plateau State should include security, education, agriculture. Once these main areas are fixed with cor- correct monitoring measures, I believe that all other activities will naturally pick up. Thanks. Comrade Dawes Longa says the Barista Caleb Mutfa administration should focus on insecurity to protect life and properties of the citizens, agriculture to boost food production, then physical infrastructure. Moses Jeremiah says, I think the governor should concentrate on security, infrastructural development, and employment. Comrade Yusuf Beatrice says, security, agriculture, tourism, these aspects of the economy are duly, uh, is duly and keenly, should be duly looked into. Okay, you meant to say. Omar Dan Matthew says, this bow and go format for the ministerial nominees is killing competence, commitment, character check, and democracy in Nigeria for effective and efficient Governance. Thank you to all who contributed on the show. Let's uh, come back to our guest in the studio, in the Moses Cobroda. I mean, tell us, give us your final thought or well, uh, Ponsa. This state belongs to all of us. Mm. It doesn't belong to any party. Party will come and go. Leaders will come and go. But the state still remains plateau. Our major political party is Plateau State. Anything short of Plateau State is cancelled. I have no business hating my brother in the southern, central, and northern because of political differences. We must unite. We must work together. We must set aside our differences and look at our common Jerusalem, which is Plateau State. We are under a siege, and within, we are so highly polarized for obvious reasons based on two, based on one sentiment or the other. We must keep it aside. I am an advocate of patriotism. 
and commitment and dedication to this common entity called Plateau State. Before I rest my case, I want to call on the governor to close his ears to the Hosanna singing of psychophants, bootlickers, and fortune hunters. And look at the best brands wherever they are. Let him fish them up. Let them come and walk. Thank you. The better man of this state. Thank you. Thank you. And again, well, we have to final, yes. Yeah. Let me just just in one minute. Yeah, not more, not twenty seconds because okay, 20 we have seconds. we have commercials. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Again, I want to throw my heart into the ring and affirming his decision to nullify all this black market employment. The truth of the matter is, you cannot take somebody from the market who never applied for employment to be a lecturer, and you give him an employment letter. Thank you. Where I was ahead of the department. We're going to talk about this some next other time, time, please. Yeah. Thank you. Let's trust this issue. Thank but you. I'm behind him. Yeah. All Thank these you. issues that have been trashed and kept aside, please, we're behind him. Yeah. Well, Let the right thing be done. Thank you. Thank you. This is much we'll take somebody on the show. Do, do, do have a, a good evening by now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.